0: Dirty Honey Mammoth WVH The Young Guns Tour Two of today's most dynamic young bands join forces Mammoth WVH Dirty Honey The Young Guns Tour Let the slam fest begin! Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast where we bring the premier rock concert pre-gaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So back to another real-time episode. Yes, I saw another live show in 2022 and it was within about 2 weeks from the Greta Van Fleet Rival Sons show I saw. This episode is going to revolve around the Dirty Honey Mammoth WVH show I saw on January 25th, 2022. March 23rd, 2022 at the Royal Oak Music Theater in Royal Oak, Michigan. So yes, the Young Guns co-headlining tour 2022. I remember when this got announced there back towards the end of 2021 and was not going to miss this. So I mentioned the January 25th, 2022 date. Yes, this got postponed about two months. That's when COVID was starting to ramp up again towards the end of 2021 and early 2022. So it made sense for them to postpone it, but it's f- funny. It's like right as they were getting into February, things really started to ease up a little bit. So I don't know, maybe they were... Uh, Maybe pulled the trigger a little too soon on that postponement, but I understand. So, backgrounds with the bands on the bill. So, Mammoth WVH. So, you know, with regards to Wolfgang, obviously was aware of him and was aware that he played on a different kind of Truth, which was Van Halen's last studio release. And I actually saw him with Van Halen in 2012. And I knew he played with Tremonti as well, but I'm not familiar with any of that material. And so leading up to the Mammoth WVH release, which was June 11th, 2021, he released four songs prior to the release of the album. So Distance, which was part of that emotional video tribute to his father towards the end of 2020 and then Don't Back Down and Think It Over were released late March 2021, and the song Feel was released late April of 2021. And I remember hearing those, and I liked what I heard. So I was looking forward to the release of the full-length studio album. So Dirty Honey, I think I heard about their 2019 EP on a podcast, and I can't can't remember which one that was, but I remember checking out those five songs on that EP, loved When I'm Gone, along with the other material that was on there. I remember hearing that they had opened for some big-time bands, including Slash in 2018. They also opened for The Who in May of 19 at Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. I did not see that show. They opened for Guns N' Roses, in November of 19 in Las Vegas. In addition to those, they opened various dates for Red Sun Rising, Skillet, and also Alter Bridge during 2019. So then they released their debut studio album in 2021, and I had it in my top 10 albums of 2021. So for both of these debut albums, I streamed it initially and actually bought both of these CDs at the show. What was odd is they had basically two merch stands right next to each other, but since they were different bands, they, they did not handle the sales transactions at the same time. So I bought the Mammoth CD first, and then I bought the Dirty Honey CD. And what was odd was the Dirty Honey CD had sales tax attached to it. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Which was odd. So on to the show. So drove over to Royal Oak, Michigan, which is about eighty miles from my house, and drove through a torrential downpour, but I'll talk about the music that I listened to on the way over and the music I listened to in the lot. But let's get into the show. So I brought some of the Slamfest cards that I've created and I've got a bunch of Slamfest koozies that I also brought, so how funny. I go through the metal detector, put all my stuff in the tray, and and got these uh, you know half dozen koozies in my back pockets. <laughs> Walk through the metal detector, and it set the thing off. How fitting! But I guess there was something because one of the security guys said, "Hey, yeah, sometimes those koozies with the the logos that they put on there, it's it's got something in it that that obviously sets those things off." But I thought that was hilarious that uh, the slam fest koozies set off the metal detector. And of course, so I strategically placed that stuff, you know, around the bar, you know, on tables and and in the bathrooms as well. And I can remember, (laughs) I think I set some around the bar and I was ordering a drink at the bar and I saw another bartender go over and see the card and he picked it up and and looked at it, but he, he actually spent some time. Reading or trying to read it, which I thought was I thought was hilarious. So Royal Oak is obviously a suburb of Detroit, and the Royal Oak Music Theater is an awesome, awesome venue. Again, just a a classic, old school theater. You know, with different levels. It's got a balcony, and capacity is about seventeen hundred people, and it was packed. So I've seen two other shows at this venue. And one of those is coming up very soon on the schedule. So again, the crowd was great, and they had a DJ from WRIF on hand, and she came out before each band set and kind of talked about them a little bit. But what was funny was she was not using any of the band's microphones. I guess I'm trying to think back. I've seen this before where a DJ will come out and you know, say something and and whatever, but I guess I never paid close attention to whether they were using any of the band's equipment, but no, it was a separate mic, and when she got done, one of the roadies came out and took it and, you know, unplugged it and took it off stage, which I thought was kind of interesting. So on this Young Guns tour, which I guess I didn't know how they were going to be handling it, but they are alternating who closes each night. Did I care? Did I have a preference? Well, I think initially I was thinking that with the Van Halen name, even though it's not in the name, everybody knows what the VH stands for, I was thinking that he was going to close each of the nights. So I was seeing some set lists and seeing some reviews online of this tour, and when I was reading the reviews, I was noticing that they were saying that a different band was Opening and closing each night, so I, of course I had no idea who we were going to get. But I figured that they were alternating from show to show, which I don't think they actually are doing that. So I'm not positive how they're determining who's closing and who's opening. But it's it's cool that logo, that awesome logo they've got for this tour, the uh, King Playing Card Young Guns tour, and you know the skeleton on either side. But the The band that was listed on the left, vertically, of the card is the band that's closing, and the one that's on the right is the one that's opening. So I kind of figured that out and then looked at the logo for our show and sure enough Dirty Honey was on the left and Mammoth WVH was listed on the right. And again it didn't really matter to me but it was surprising initially when I saw that that, Mammoth WVH was not playing second on all of these shows. So Mammoth WVH set list. They kicked off with the song Mammoth. You'll Be The One, Stone, I Don't Know at All, Think It Over, You're To Blame, Distance, Them Bones, and Close Their Set with Don't Back Down. So the breakdown of songs, 10 songs coming from the Mammoth WVH debut album. One new song in there, I Don't Know at All, and one cover song, Them Bones by Alice in Chains. So, again, the band is made up of Wolfgang Van Halen, John Jordan, guitars and vocals, Ronnie Faquero, bass and vocals, and Garrett Whitlock on drums. So, initially, when they came out and they were only a four piece, I thought that was odd because I had seen some footage of them opening for Guns N' Roses last year and even some footage of their headlining tour that they were doing. And there were definitely more people on stage. So that caught me off guard a little bit and I did find out why that was. But first things first, so behind the guitar player, so stage right, there was a uh, keyboard set up that Wolfie used a couple of times during the show. But there was also (laughs) what appeared to be kind of an odd, Figure. And again, where I was on the floor, I was on the, the main floor, and when I looked over there, it was kind of covered partially by this keyboard that was set up. So you could only really see the torso and the head of this thing. And it had long hair that was parted in the middle, but really covered up his face. You could see portions of his arms, but not, not his hands at all. And it was like, what is that? It kind of looked like um, Buckethead <laughs> a little bit, kind of without the bucket obviously, but the hair down on the sides and was kind of looking partially down. So from my vantage point, this looked like a keyboard guy, but he wasn't moving at all. It was it's actually kind of scary. I took some pictures. I'll post them on the, the Facebook uh, uh, page, but Very, very odd, and I could notice other people kind of around in between songs, kind of pointing at it, being like, what the hell is that? And Wolf didn't mention it at all, which was even stranger, but figured out what it was later, and I will talk about that in a second. So, a couple things with regards to the set list. Again, I thought it was great overall. thought the Mammoth, Mr. Ed, Epiphany, Horribly right, you know, great one, two, three, four punch kinda to start off the show. interesting I liked it Uh, again it was called I don't know at all and you're to blame was great So Them Bones, I, you know, I, again, I know he's influenced by Alice in Chains, but really kind of unnecessary. I mean, he's got a 12-song set and probably didn't need to play a cover, and it 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 seemed, I don't know, seemed kind of odd to, to me, and, and I wish they would have played another song off of the album. So the band was awesome. Harmonies were amazing. Wolfie really seemed in awe I mean again the Royal Oak Music Theater was packed and loud again classic uh, Detroit audience he kept saying after songs holy shit and of course he dropped a Detroit Rock City reference in there I mentioned the keyboard on stage and mentioned he only used it for a couple of songs. (laughs) He actually talked about that, he says yeah, it's kind of ridiculous to bring this thing on the road and bring it out on stage and get it set up just for two songs, but he said we're a real rock band and he did not want to use tracks. So obviously a jab to anyone that is using tracks but he didn't want to do that with any of the stuff they were doing. He also mentioned that he just got notified the day before that he had won an I Radio Music Award for Best New Rock Artist, which was pretty cool. So at some point during the set, and I can't remember, it might have been right before they did Them Bones, but somebody must have been yelling Van Halen songs, and. Wolfie's response was, I love Van Halen. I was in that band. But if I were to play a Van Halen song, it would be like the Foo Fighters playing a Nirvana song. And I thought that was a great, great analogy. So now to the figure on stage. And didn't figure this out. Well, so A, didn't figure out what it actually was until they were tearing down everything, getting ready for Dirty Honey. So it was a cardboard cutout of actually a guitar player. So again, where they had it set up in my vantage point and most people's vantage point, you could not see the guitar part. But he was looking down, which obviously looked like he was playing a keyboard from where I was standing. But two things. So I was texting with Stephen Michael prior to and after the show, and you'll understand why when I get into my pre-gaming, but I mentioned that they were only a four-piece and he said, yeah, they're normally a five-piece, but one of the guitar players, Frank Sidoris, is also part of Slash and the Conspirators Band and they're obviously on the road, so he is doing that gig and when that tour ends, he's going to jump back on this one. So then I also read a review of the show in the Oakland County Press, and it mentioned that, that he was represented by a cardboard figure on stage. So mystery solved, but also kind of odd that Wolf didn't mention it at all. It was just very, very bizarre. So now moving on to Dirty Honey. So their set list, California Dreamin', Break You, Heartbreaker, The Wire, Scars, Tied Up, Down the Road, Gypsy, Let's Go Crazy, Another Last Time, When I'm Gone, and close their set with Rollin' Sevens. So their breakdown, so five songs off of the EP, which is all of them, five songs off the self-titled, one cover song, which was Let's Go Crazy by Prince, and then they also played one New song, which was Break You, and was odd that it was song number two. So, some stuff on their set, awesome. Kicked off with the song that kicks off their debut studio album The Wire was awesome. they played The Wire, they started talking about some different songs and wanted a a crowd vote, so they ended up playing Scars, and it was between that song and the song Fire Away, which I'm not sure what song that is, if that's a a new song potentially, but also right before that the guitar player kind of teased the opening riff to Sweet Child of Mine for some reason, not sure why. So interesting, they don't have any backing microphones set up, but two songs tied up. And Roland Sevens had the guitar player come over and share the mic with the singer during the chorus, which was cool. The song Gypsy was a standout. Let's Go Crazy Prince cover. So apparently they performed that song at the NHL's Winter Classic in Minneapolis this year. So again, it wasn't just a straight cover. They slowed it down and gave it a little bit more of a a groove, which kind of fits the Dirty Honey sound. And then during another last time, the singer got down kind of between the stage and barricade, went to both sides. Lots of holding the mic out for singing the chorus and then after that song was kind of a combination bass drum guitar solo It was interesting the review that I read kind of ripped that said that was the only misstep of the night actually I thought that was done very well so instead of sprinkling those solos kind of throughout the show they put them back to back to back and they weren't very long so I think it highlighted those guys and actually thought that was done very well and then the last two songs in the night, When I'm Gone. <laughs> song I ever heard by them and then closed the night with rolling sevens. So the Dirty Honey band is made up of Mark LaBelle on vocals, John Notto, guitar, Justin Smolian on bass, and Corey Coverstone on drums. And I thought that guy looked a lot like the drummer from Blackstone Cherry. That's kind of a big mop of hair, almost kind of looks like Carrot Top. So Dirty Honey, I- I've liked the stuff that I heard on the studio EP and the studio album that they released last year and I remember seeing them do a live stream obviously during COVID and it just didn't do much for me maybe it was the way it was filmed or I don't know it something didn't click with me I don't think that it actually captured them very well but this show I was totally blown away so again on their albums there just was just something missing and i think i found out what that was you have to see this band live they are so animated the singer is just a awesome front man total rock star and you know i talked a little bit about this last week with funny money where I heard some of those songs on the on the studio albums and and was blown away by how they came across live same thing same thing here absolutely loved it and cannot wait to see what this band does next now interesting that each band only played about an hour so <laughs> kind of odd um, but then when you think about it they both only really have one studio album of material I mean Dirty Honey's got the EP with five songs and the album with eight so 13 songs and Mammoth WVH has the one album with 14 songs on it. So there's only so much they can uh, do, which again, both bands played covers, which I think were unnecessary. I would have preferred to have heard another original song from both. But if you have an opportunity to see this tour, I would definitely go. So now onto the Band on the Bill Spotlight. So again, got two bands here. They don't have a lot of material to delve into so gonna kind of split up some of these segments between both artists so let's take a look at mammoth wvh's debut studio album gonna review it and then try to trim it (laughs) from 14 songs down to 10 because as you all know in my book 14 songs is too many songs So released June 11th, 2021, and produced by Michael Baskett. All songs written by Wolfgang Van Halen and all instruments and vocals done by Wolfgang Van Halen. Album reached number 12 on the charts, and there are no sales certifications associated with it. So again, I mentioned that I heard Distance, Don't Back Down, Think It Over, and Feel before the album came out. And liked what I heard. So when the album was actually released, I thought it was hilarious seeing and hearing people my age talking about the album and complaining about the direction that he went in. And to me, I just think that is so funny to hear. I mean, what were you really expecting? Did you think this was going to sound like Van Halen because... There is no way that was going to happen. He was born in 1991. (laughs) Okay, so his influences, while he obviously was exposed to the Van Halen stuff and other stuff similar to that as he was growing up, he also went in his own direction. He had friends his age. They were all listening to stuff that was current. So anyway, I liked what I heard from those first four songs and knew that it was going to have a more modern sound to it. And I am totally fine with that. So let's get into the album. So kicks off with Mr. Ed, cool opening riff, verse kind of chugging riff, cool melody in there, pre-chorus, great melodies. And then the chorus kicks in and those harmonies, somehow were too far out, hurt now, but you'll find out. Now that you like it here, could have fit on a Foo Fighters album. That's what it reminds me of. Verse two, now you've got harmonies coming in there, and there's a cool sound effect into the second pre-chorus. Again, the chorus comes up again and they repeat it twice. Breakdown into the solo, he's got some tapping in there, which is probably a nod to Dad. And then the outro, chorus times two. Wolfie's vocal more prominent during that last chorus, but what an awesome, awesome song. Great choice to kick off the album. Track two, horribly right. Great riff, palm muting, some kind of harmonics in there. The aforementioned Alice in Chains feel to this. Verse, again, great harmonies. Underlying riff is good, palm muting, harmonics. Chorus, again, great harmonies. Turn out the lights. If you made it this far, it went horribly right. Verse 2, slipping down, slipping down, so come with me, look around, look around, what do you see? Love that delivery, love the repeat of the words in there. And that part repeats in a breakdown after the second chorus and during the outro. So, great song. Next up, Epiphany, bass and drum intro, mid-tempo riff, verse, cool delivery, some delay in there, which I love. Great harmonies again, pre-chorus, unbelievable harmonies. What would you do if I already knew? How do you sleep at night? Harmonies during the at night part. What would you say if I threw this away? Is it really worth being right? Again, harmonies on being right. And then chorus, lots going on. Combination of Wolfie and some backing vocals. Will you wake me? I'm falling down, but I've never felt so alive. So, so good. The harmonies are just so, so good there. And then the breakdown, there's some piano in there. And then wake me, wake me, wake me, because I've never felt more alive. And then outro, wake me. Kind of call and response with alive as the song concludes so again through three tracks so far so good track four don't back down so i obviously knew this song cool driving riff verse underlying riff almost has a manson zombie feel to it vocal follows the lead melody riff which again i'm not always huge on that but it works okay here and then I don't know if this is a pre-chorus or a chorus exactly so interesting arrangement but the yeah everybody's going crazy yeah won't be long until we're dead and gone and then back kind of to the verse and then and then kind of a breakdown slash again maybe part of the chorus where repeating don't back down just don't back down and then outro kind of back to that pre-chorus and then Ends the song just with dead and gone. Next up, resolve, kind of an acoustic or at least a clean guitar in there. Verse, cool delivery, take anything, break anything and kind of higher pitch on the take and break parts of that. Chorus, well, what now? There's something in the way. Again, higher pitch on way, you found me. Broken down, there's something in the way. Higher pitch, you lost me. You won't ever know the resolve. Outro kind of changes it up a little bit. You're what's wrong, there's something in the way. Higher pitched, you love me. All along, there's something in the way. Higher pitched, you broke me. You won't ever know the resolve, repeated as the song comes to a close. Next up, you'll be the one. Cool riff, lots of space in there. Verse is good, pre-chorus, it goes on and on and on which is, again, an interesting kind of arrangement there, repeating like he did on Horribly Right." so again, kind of using the same songwriting technique in there. Verse two, you got some call and response, which is great, backing vocals, some delay, or maybe they're just repeating, kind of hard to tell if he's using the delay there or just repeating it himself. Back to the verse, and then chorus, maybe you'll be the one, maybe you'll be the one to bleed. And then you've got a breakdown and then back to the pre-chorus, kind of into the solo and then the outro. Next up, the band name song. So Mammoth, underlying riff and lead melody, intro, great. Reminds me a lot of the intro to Anthrax's Breathing Lightning. all kings, so I don't know if there's any tie-in there, but that's where the similarities end between the two songs. Great riff. Verse. Great harmonies. Wide awake. Right away. Not okay to blame yourself. Lay down and die like everybody else. Great melody in there. Chorus. Hey you. Anything is possible. You're not the only one. Yeah, let them think you're unremarkable and prove them wrong. Might be the first reference to Unremarkable in a song, but great uh, great lyric and just great melody and harmonies throughout this song. Outro, didn't you know, don't you know, there's so much more to live for. Track eight, Circles, acoustic bass, electric sounds like volume knob, action going on in there, verse, harmonies are good, pre-chorus underlying Oz in there, just eh, doesn't do a ton for me. Verse 2, call and response with the backing vocals, chorus, breakdown, vocal, arpeggiated chords in there, and a decent solo. Next up, the big picture, cool riff, verse, mellow delivery, and then again, pre-chorus or chorus is cool, the that's the enough part, and then back to the verse, but a more intense delivery this time, and again, pre-chorus slash chorus, I'm, I'm not sure how, how this song's arranged but there's a cool breakdown in there, Throw It All Away. Underlying ahs are cool. Chorus. So what I'm thinking is the chorus, is the blameless, claimless, shameless part. Outro, don't go and throw it all away. You throw it all away. So again, kind of a disjointed song from an arrangement standpoint because it was hard to follow the structure of the song. Next up, Think It Over. So during the show, Wolfie introduced this as his dad's favorite song. i uh, not a huge fan of this song. And I know that's not gonna be real popular, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's probably one of the most commercial songs on the album and was a quote unquote hit. It was released before the album came out. But I don't know, to me, it doesn't really fit the album. It sounds like Lifehouse to me, which again, isn't a terrible thing. I'm, I don't mind Lighthouse, but I don't know. It's like the, the chorus. You know, it's got the whoa ohs in there, which I'm normally a fan of, but, but it just doesn't fit the album for me. Next up, You're to Blame. Kind of a Smashing Pumpkins intro a la Cherub Rock. Mid-tempo, verse, I Could Replace You, Delay on... Replace you, I will erase you, delay on erase you, which is awesome. Chorus, great melody, you're to blame. Verse two, I can't escape you, I will erase you, again delay in there. And then chorus two into the solo, breakdown, chorus, kicks back into the chorus during the outro. So the breakdown's kind of the chorus brought down a little bit and then it kicks back into the chorus during the outro, great, great song. Next up, feel, it's actually got a different feel to it, no pun intended. Versus okay, chorus, it's a long, long way and another day, kind of a Foo Fighters feel to me, which again, it's kind of following the riff here and I don't really think that works. Chorus, underlined long, long day part, but then they add Wolfie singing and I feel like something's wrong and it's kind of cool, but I don't know, just, uh, doesn't do a lot for me. And then the breakdown, there's bass in there, there's some guitar fills and drum fills, which is actually a cool part of the song, but overall doesn't do a ton for me. Next up, Stone. So slow, verse, lots of delay in there, cool vibe, almost kind of feels like a Pink Floyd-ish vibe to me. Riff breakdown in there, back to the verse, chorus, great harmonies, post-chorus, singing away, great riffing in there and then all the way all the way down and then the last 40 seconds is actually pretty pretty cool instrumental a very interesting track and then the album closes with distance so so again he released this after the death of his father there towards the end of 2020 and a part of me is kind of like, should have maybe just left this as a single. Verse, I'm so happy you found a place. Some cool underlying ahs in there. Chorus, no matter what the distance is, I will be with you. No matter what the distance is, you'll be okay. Again, underlying ahs in there. Good solo. Outro is good with the oh lows, But again, I'm wondering if you should have just left this alone and kind of kept it as that single versus putting it on this album. So overall, I love this album, I put it in my top 10. Actually, I think it was in my top three for 2021. But again, too many songs, so what would I take off? So maybe no surprise, as I was reviewing the album, there were some songs that didn't do a ton for me. So I would take off Circles, The Big Picture, and Feel, and then between Think It Over and Distance, one of those has got to go. So if I, say, leave Distance as a single, then I would leave Think It Over on here. And if I kept Distance on here, I would remove Think It Over. But overall, great album. If you haven't given it a listen, I would do so. But do so with an open mind and get the Van Halen out of your head because there really isn't any tie-in to that band at all in there, and there shouldn't be. So now on to the Slamfest tip of the week, so real-time show. So we've got some pre-gaming to talk about. So for the drive over, I decided to play songs from bands that were influences for both of these bands. So some of these are just taken from the artist themselves and not any album or song specific. And then others are actually taken from specific albums that were cited by both Dirty Honey and Wolfgang Van Halen as a favorite or influential. So my drive over to Royal Oak in a torrential downpour. ACDC, If You Want Blood, You Got It. Bad Company, Rock and Roll Fantasy. Blink-182, Dumpweed. Alice in Chains, Sea of Sorrow. The Beatles, I Want You, She's So Heavy. Guns N' Roses, Shadow of Your Love, Foo Fighters, M.I.A., Soundgarden, Blow Up the Outside World, Tool, Eulogy, Led Zeppelin, Celebration Day, Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile, Aerosmith, No Surprise, Peter Gabriel, Red Rain, and The Who, I Don't Even Know Myself as I was pulling into the parking garage. So then my theme for hanging out in the parking garage was a combination of modern rock bands and new wave of classic rock bands. So I started off with Hinder, Two Sides of Me, The Pretty Reckless, Miss Nothing, Minefield, Alone Together, Linum, The Song Tanis, Saliva, Superstar, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown, Automatic, Nickelback, Something in Your Mouth, Trapped, When All is Said and Done, Goodbye June, Stand and Deliver, Papa Roach, Alive and Out of Control, 6am, Lies of the Beautiful People, Rival Sons, Secret, Puddle of Mud, Spaceship, Sick Puppies, Odd One, Tora Torah Loves a Bitch, and this was a long distance song selection from Stephen Michael of the Growing Up Rock podcast. So I sent him a text and I asked him for either a song in the vein of Mammoth WVH or Dirty Honey. His initial comment was, hmm, let me see. So I waited and shortly thereafter he responded, in the vein of Dirty Honey, how about the original Dirty Honey? Tora Tora loves a bitch. Great selection, thanks Steve. And check out the Growing Up Rock podcast. Theory of a Dead Man, so happy. Shine down, sound of madness, and finished up with Greta Van Fleet, My Way soon. So now to close this episode out with a, which side are you on? So I've already talked about the Mammoth WVH album, so let's give Dirty Honey some love. And we'll do Dirty Honey's self-titled studio album, released April 23rd, 2021, produced by Nick Didia. No charting information and no certification information. All songs are credited to Dirty Honey, which I think is pretty cool. So again, only eight tracks on here, so let's dive in. Side one kicks off with California Dreamin', the first single. Intro almost sounds like a Gin Blossom song, which again isn't a bad thing. And then it kicks into a rockin' riff, almost reminds me of Slash meets ACDC. Verse great delivery and underlying riff, tease the chorus, back to the verse, and then a great pre-chorus, It's So Easy. It's So Easy, and that part came across so well live. Chorus, I'm California Dreamin', and it's tearing us apart. Paranoia season, it's in our minds and our hearts. And then the second verse, great line in there, I was just a slave to the grind, yeah. And then second pre-chorus, It's So Easy, four times, great guitar fills during that pre-chorus. And on the third, he follows it with saying, Lord, which is <laughs> awesome. Great breakdown back to kind of the Gin Blossoms intro and then into the solo. And then coming out of the solo, more It's So Easy's on the third one. He says, it's so damn easy. Great scream at the end with some guitar feedback. Great, great song to kick off the album. Next up, The Wire. Credited as single number four. Great riff, lots of space in there. Verse, great delivery. But I'm a Fool for You and all of the things that you do. Great underlying riff there. Chorus, I've been walking your wire, won't take too long till I turn and walk away. Chorus 2, holds a last note on walk away as guitar fills enter into a great solo. Track 3, Tied Up, credited as single number 2. Kinda interesting that Rival Sons also has a song titled Tied Up. Great riff, reminds me of a Slash's Snake Pit song. Verse, great lyrics. Again, lyrics are fantastic on this whole album. Chorus, now I'm tied up. Harmony vocal, I'm tied up. But I love the way you move, so tied up. I love the way you touch me. And that part reminds me of something and I just cannot place it. So tied up, harmony vocal again, I don't need to know the truth. So tied up, I love the way you touch me. Great solo, outro chorus, picks up tempo a little bit, breakdown. Just the vocal and a hi-hat in there and you got a backing female vocal entering the picture, which is great. Last track on side one, Take My Hand. Riff sounds like a variation of The Ocean by Led Zeppelin. And then during the verse, lots of space in there. Again, very (laughs) Zeppelin-ish, maybe a slowed down version of Immigrant Song. Chorus, just okay. Underlying riff again that sounds like The Ocean. Verse, chorus, solo, great scream out of the solo, and then outro again picks up tempo. Side two kicks off with Gypsy, credited as the third single. Drum intro, upbeat. Riff reminds me of Slash again, but then kind of a variation of Michael Schenker groups, Armed and Ready. Verse, call and response with the vocal delivery, pre-chorus, now I know the truth, why I run from you, oh I know the truth. And then chorus, I'm on the run, just living like a gypsy, and I've heard that line a hundred times. Boy, what are you running from? I'm on the run. If you know what you're missing, then come and get you some awesome melody and delivery. Second verse, second chorus, great breakdown. Oh baby, tell me, do you feel the same? Great delivery, some of it whispered in there, which is just fantastic great solo underlying rhythm guitar in there so it's it's interesting they're a four piece one guitar you know one bass and then the singer but they've got some underlying rhythm guitar stuff going on to just fill out the track next up no warning cool riff similar to the wire riff lots of space in there verse is cool pre chorus line that i've been down this road for way too long and cuz you've been spinning tails for way too long is a very cool part. Chorus, now I'm living for the night because nothing's guaranteed. I'm living for the night, don't put your blame on me. You better talk soon because I'll go without a warning. Great underlying riff during that chorus and another great solo. Track seven, the morning, mid-tempo riff, lots of space in there. Verse, guitar picking and great delivery chorus the morning can't wait until the morning for my remedy the morning can't wait until the morning I want you next to me great solo breakdown guitar picking riff in there into the chorus outro and then side two and the album ends with another last time credited as the fifth single so (laughs) eight songs on this thing and they've got five singles off of it considered the ballad on here which, kind of curious why it would be single number five, but oh well, very bluesy, kind of a Black crows feel to it. Lead guitar melody is awesome. Verse, great delivery, and great lyrics. Chorus, another last time, another last time. One more go around, and we say goodbye. Yeah, we'll say goodbye. Some backing vocals in there, and some ahs. After chorus two, great breakdown and solo section, and gets more rocking during that part outro, lots of yeah, yeah, yeahs, which I'm usually a sucker for, so great, great way to end the album. So side one or side two, so I kind of went back and forth on this, so interesting, before the concert, I was leaning towards side two, and then during and after the concert, which they played more songs off of side one than they did to side two, so I was kind of leaning to side one, and then I gave it one last listen before recording, and I went back to side two, so I'm sticking with side two. I think side two, all four songs are good. Side one, Take My Hand, eh, I don't know. It is fine, but doesn't do a ton for me. Gypsy, Great Rocker, Warning, great song. Morning, kind of a mid-tempo riff, and then you've got the the mellower song to end the the side and the whole album. And I think the variety on side two pushes it over the edge for me. So again, only eight songs on this is a little bit odd. So what would I take off of that 2019 EP to maybe bump this up to 10 songs? So of the five songs, When I'm Gone, Rolling Sevens, Heartbreaker, Down the Road, and Scars, which they played all five of those during the concert, So, you know, Rolling Sevens closes out their shows, and it's fine, but I certainly don't think it's their best song. When I'm Gone, love it, and I think I would put it in track three after California Dreamin' and The Wire. And Heartbreaker, again, great song. Down the Road is a great mellow song, but I don't think this 10-song album needs two mellow songs, so I think I'd keep... Another Last Time as the only mellow track, so that would leave Scars, and I would make that the last track on side one. So my track listing would look like this. California Dreamin', The Wire, When I'm Gone, Tied Up, Scars, Gypsy, No Warning, The Morning, and Another Last Time. Has anyone seen or are you going to see the Young Guns tour featuring Dirty Honey and Mammoth WVH? If so, when and where and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? If not, has anyone seen Dirty Honey or Mammoth WVH live previously? If so, when and where and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from those shows? What are your thoughts on the debut album from Mammoth WVH? To bring it from 14 songs to 10 songs, which songs would you remove? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on Dirty Honey's self-titled debut album from 2021, Side 1 or Side 2? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you.